This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Squad cars. General Motors and their dealer organization throughout Southern Africa proudly bring you the drama, the danger, the thrills, and the facts when the long arm of the law travels in squad cars. The story you're about to hear is true. Details are supplied from the official case files by the South African police. Only names and places have been changed to protect innocent people involved. Yeah, rush hour spinning out, Sergeant. Soon this road will be practically empty again. Uh, none too soon for my liking. You know, I don't know what's the matter with people. They find themselves stuck in slow-moving traffic and they think they have to act like lunatics. Try to pass every car in front of them and swing out on the wrong side of the road, shoot traffic like. <laughs> uh, and what does it get them? They arrive home maybe three or four minutes before they would have. If they'd only just taken it nice and easy. <laughs> now you sound like you've got a bee in your bonnet. Yeah, well, maybe I have. Well, just last week I saw a smash down on the foreshore. Three cars. One tried to beat the light, smashed into the other two. <laughs> Five people taken to hospital, two young kids killed. And for what? Nothing. <sighs> it's just a... The senseless waste of it that gets me. Hey, Sergeant, huh? Take a look over there. Just past the edge of those rocks. Can you see anything there? Huh? Well, just drive slowly. Yeah. I thought I saw something for a second there. Something floating in the waves. Yeah. Or something black it looked like from here. It uh, could have been just some seaweed, do you think? Oh, I'm not sure. No, it looked a bit too big for seaweed. Huh. Well, there it is again. Yeah. Better pull up the other Take a closer look. Huh? All right, Sergeant. Well, that's funny. I'd have sworn it was right over there, but there doesn't seem to be anything there now. There. About ten yards to the right. It is something, Sergeant. Yeah. And it looks very much like a body in the water. <laughs> Sergeant Myers and Constable Tilliers pause at the edge of the rocks fringing the wash of sea, their eyes intent on the large black shape floating, bobbing in the moving swell. The area is profuse in tubular, shining seaweed, but this mass is too large for that, and a crease cuts sharply above Sergeant Myers' frowning eyes. Oh, it definitely looks too big for seaweed. That's funny. It's got that same sort of shiny look about it. You think it could be a body, Sergeant? There's something, I don't know, peculiar about it. I mean, that just might be a man's back. But... Hey, what the... <laughs> we were right, and we were wrong, Constable. It is a man out there, but he's alive, all right. One of those skin-diver chaps floating on the surface, looking down into the water. Oh, oh he's just dived under again. He's wearing one of those wetsuit things, black rubber to keep them warm out there. Holds the body heat in instead of that water freezing their bones. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cold out there. 
I know. I took my kids for a swim at Clifton last weekend, and uh, they'd had enough after just a couple of minutes. Well, it looks like he's got something. Oh, there he is, splashing about a bit further to the left now. Oh. What's he got, a harpoon or something? A spear gun, it looks like. Yeah, definitely. And now he's heading for the rocks over there, lugging something in the water. Shall we go and take a look, Sergeant? Oh, why not? Only take a minute. Come on. Hey, that's a nice-sized fish he's got there. Yeah, it must be the best part of 15, 20 pounds. <laughs> His wife's going to love that, having to clean that out for him. <laughs> Somebody's going to be having fish for supper for quite a few nights. Hey there! Did you got the license for that thing, man? <laughs> you need any help, mister? No, thanks. I can manage. Hang on, I'm coming. A pretty fancy sort of spear gun, mister. I haven't seen one like that before. And most of the others have just been the usual elastic loading kind. Well, whatever it is, it certainly gets results. That's a lovely piece of fish he's got there. You say you want to see my light? <laughs> no, no, I was only kidding you. Oh, I've got one in the cubbyhole of my car. It's fast just up the road a bit, if you do want to see it. No, don't worry. We'll take a word for it. Uh, we saw you floating out there, and uh, you know what we thought you were? A dead body. <laughs> well, how'd you like that? <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't happen to be right, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a <clears throat> pretty nice piece of fish you've got there. You uh, shoot him out there just off the rocks? Yes. You'd be surprised if you saw how many fish there are down there. Oh, there are hundreds of them. Well, this is one of the biggest, though. I, I'd say he weighs close to 20 pounds. Mm. You know, we were uh, just remarking about that spear gun of yours. <laughs> Pretty big thing. Looks like quite a lethal piece of goods. Oh, it is. Don't worry. <laughs> it, it works on compressed gas. This is um, a supercharger. Gives it that much more of a punch. I'd fancy my chances against a shark with this little baby. A shark, eh? <laughs> well, I'm just glad that I'm not the shark that sees you coming up with that thing loaded and ready, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, Constable. We'll best get back to the car. Uh, good eye, sir. Uh, cheerio, Sergeant. I hope you have some luck with catching thugs tonight. <laughs> well, if we need any help, we'll give you a yell, eh? And uh, just make sure you bring that spear gun with you, eh? Norman Levine. Age 28, occupation, insurance salesman, hobbies, scuba diving, and spear fishing. He strips down out of his wetsuit and carries his flippers, spear gun, and face mask, together with the newly caught fish, back to his parked car. He tosses everything in the boot and then drives carefully home to a small but cheerful looking house in Seapoint. He parks the car in the garage, carefully locking it behind him, and makes his way to the kitchen at the rear of the house. long either, about 10 or 12 minutes, I think. Well, that's what lucky. <laughs> I hope you feel like fish for supper. Tonight, tomorrow, and probably the day after as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite food. What's the matter, don't I get a kiss in this house? Mm. That's my favorite food. Mm. Yes, definitely. <sighs> Better watch out. It could become a habit, you know. We'll work on it. Together. <laughs> Yeah, you know what happened? A, a couple of cops came along while I was floating on the surface. Please? What for? What did they want? They, they thought I was a dead body floating in the waves. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I mean, from where they were, they, they couldn't see my snorkel, of course. So <laughs> I suppose it must have looked pretty odd to them. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't get carried away with the idea. Well, I'll just go and get cleaned up and out of these clothes. I shan't be long. And you can get started on cleaning that baby. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you have all the fun catching them, and I have all the fun cleaning and cooking them. Somehow, I think I'm getting the thin end of the stick around here. Well, just think what we save on food bills. And stop complaining, or I'll send you down to the salt mine. <laughs> and don't think I wouldn't. We Russians are pretty touchy, eh? Hey, what about the spear gun of yours? Then leave it lying around here, if you don't mind. Oh, thanks. I'd forgotten about it for a minute. I'll just give it a check over, make sure everything's still working, okay? After all, you, you'll never know when I, I might need it again in a hurry. February the 27th, 10.20 p.m. Patrol car 39 cruises slowly along Ocean View Drive, overlooking the whole of the Greenpoint Seapoint area. Up to now, the evening has been relatively quiet. One reported prowler, one domestic shouting match, one minor brawl outside a hotel in the dock area. The policemen in the car have not been overtaxed in sorting out the troubles. All we need now is a couple of noisy parties the neighbors are complaining about. Maybe some old dairy who thinks she's got burglars under her bed. And uh, wouldn't we just take a look for her to be on the safe side? <laughs> yeah, this is some night. Oh. I've had requests like that before today. You know, we uh, get quite a lot of calls from old people living on their own. Call reports about all kinds of things. Most of the time, all they want is a bit of friendly company. Oh, I'm glad somebody thinks the police are friendly. It makes for quite a change, Sergeant. Yeah, I know what you mean. Still, you, you, you've got to remember something, Constable. Most of the people we deal with are the scum, the crooks, the petty shysters. It's no wonder that they're not exactly mad about the police. But the rest of the public? Well, by and large, they don't care. They realize we've got a job to do and that we're there to help them. You'll be polite, friendly towards them, and they'll treat you the same way. Control to car 39. Control to car 39. Come in, 39. Over. Uh, this is 39 Control. Receiving you. Over. Be on the lookout for a late model Remington sedan, color green, registration number CA46595. Three occupants, white male. The car did not stop for a roadblock on the far road early this evening. A constable on duty at the roadblock fired in the direction of the car. There may be a bullet hole in the back. Confirmed, 39. Over. Yeah, I have the details, Control. A late model Remington sedan, color green, registration number CA46595. Three white male occupants, possibility of bullet hole at the back of the car. Right, we'll keep our eyes open for it. Over and out. That sounds like a hot one, Sergeant. Anybody doesn't stop for a roadblock, they've usually got a pretty good reason for it. Yeah. Now, we had a chase after a car in the town a few years ago. A car crashed through a roadblock, took off towards Maritzburg. We followed them, exchanged a few shots, hit one of their tires. And when we nailed them, we found the boot of the car crammed with ducker. Enough to set somebody up in comfort for life. Do you think that's what these blokes could be doing? Running ducker? Oh, they could be doing anything. But the fact that they're quite prepared to crash a roadblock makes them dangerous, Constable. And if we do run into them, we won't be taking any chances. February the 28th, 3.45 a.m. The night is warm and cloying. And Norman Levine is having trouble sleeping. In his bedroom in Seapoint, he tosses and turns beside his wife. She sleeps, but lightly. <sighs> Mary? Honey? You're asleep? 
Miss Rachel still be lying tossing around like this until dawn. Uh, come on, try to relax. That'll work the trick. Uh, hey, what the heck was that? Sounded like a, a glass breaking outside. Window in the front of the house, maybe. Burglars. Phew. I'd better do some quiet checking on this. Uh, try to get out of bed without waking Mary. You all right, darling? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry, I shan't be a minute. Where, where are you going? Norman? Something is wrong. What are you doing? Shh. Nothing to worry about. I hear some glass breaking, that's all. But even if it is one of our windows, there's nothing to get alarmed about. They're all fitted with burglar guards. I'll just have a look, that's all. You stay here. Um, you won't do anything silly, will you? I'm just going to have a look, that's all. Uh, 32 Sydney Road, Seaport. 
point. Uh-huh. The bottle store's called, um, Harper's Bottle Store. It's directly opposite us. You say there are three men involved? Yes, and, and they're, they're loading the cases into a car parked next to the pavement right outside the front door. Mm-hmm. It's a Remington car about three years old, I think, and the number's CA46595 or 46596. Uh-huh. I can't make it out too clearly from uh-huh. here. Please hurry, will you? My husband's out in the garden keeping watch on them, and I, I don't want him to get hurt. Right, we'll have a car there in a couple of minutes, Mrs. Levine. Don't worry. Car 39 is now patrolling in the Bantry Bay area. A few lights burn in windows of the seafront blocks of flats, but there is no other sign of life on the deserted streets. Constable Sillier's yawns as he gently turns the car around the corner. Oh, bad Sergeant. This is one of the most boring nights I've ever spent on this kind of duty. Yeah, I wish something would happen. Oh, don't push your luck, Constable. The quieter it is, the better I like it. Who needs crime, anyway? The less trouble we have, the less trouble anyone else is having. That's something you can afford to keep in mind. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But it does make our lives very interesting. Control to car 39. Control to car 39. Come in, 39. Over. Uh, this is 39 control. Receiving you. Over. Proceed at once to Sydney Road, Seapoint. Harper's Bottle Store, opposite number 32, Sydney Road. We've just had a report of three men breaking and entering. They have a car parked outside. Hang on, hang on just a second. Now, what's wrong with you? Hold it, Constable. This could be important. I've just checked on the observation list. The car these men are using is the same one that crashed through that roadblock on the far road. Remington number CA46595 or 46596. It's the same one, all right. Over. All right. Message received, Control. We're on our way. Over and out. Oh, come on, Constable. It looks like you've got your wish. Get this wagon turned around and head back to Seapoint. Sydney Road. That's the one just the side of the majestic bicycle, isn't it? That's across the main road? Yeah, that's the one. It should be there in two or three minutes at the latest. Come on, get this thing moving. 3.52 a.m. Norman Levine has slipped on black jeans and a black turtleneck sweater. He has crept quietly out of the kitchen door of his house and now moves silently and all but invisibly in the dark shadows of the garden. In his hands, he carries the gleaming, highly lethal-looking spear gun used that evening for hunting down his supper. But now Levine is after much more dangerous game. Let the scrabble. The footsteps sound like hobnailed boots. They're such a racket. Those characters across the road haven't heard anything. They're making such a noise themselves, they wouldn't hear any sound this far away. How far is it across the street? Well, maybe 40, 50 feet. Not much more than that. Few seconds to get out of there if I have to. Phew. <laughs> Something you hadn't bargained on, Levine. Oh, put the cops in that car around here pretty quickly. Much better if they sort those guys out themselves. What are they going to do? They put out before the law arrives. I'm going to take it easy now. I'll think it out carefully. Uh, you can't just jazz across there and, and try and hold them up with a spear gun. Any of them are armed, and that's just asking for trouble. On a car, that's the answer. If they do finish up over there and start to drive away, you can, you can blast open one of their tires. Yeah, that'll do the trick. They won't get very far without a rear tire, chum. And you won't be placing yourself in any danger either. And come on. Just get down next to the front gate. Keep behind the pillar. doing. 
fool by now. They're leading crates into the back seat of the car. Whiskey by the looks of it. They won't be much longer at it, that's for sure. That's about a couple of minutes, I'd say, if that. Better uh, check that spear gun. Now, don't overshoot it. Now, don't you worry, Sergeant. Handling a car's the one thing I really know something about. Now, hang on. Here we go. Now, I seem to remember a bottle store about two blocks down. It must be the same one. Yeah. Now, we've just passed number eight, and the bottle store's on this side of the road. Now, there's a car down there, all right. Parking lights on, facing this way. Oh, that must be them. Now, remember now. These men are more than likely dangerous. Get your gun ready. It's ready. They try to make a run for it and split up. Pick one of them and chase him down, all right? And don't fire unless you absolutely have to. All right, Sergeant. Here we go. Are you men? Stay where you are. Hey, it's the law. Run for it. Hey, there's another one on the other side of the road. Oh, never mind him. Get down after that one. Uh, stop. Stop. Stop or I'll fire. Norman Levine has had the police car screech to a halt outside the bottle store. But the three men breaking into the store have had several cars to use as cover. And as the police car stops, the men split up and run off in different directions. Levine has no hesitation. He hurls open the garden gate and sprints fast after the man nearest to him. Just as, as well you're in good condition, chum. All that swimming's got you really fit. Falling in this guy without much trouble. Hey, what? Someone's shooting back there. Maybe the cops. Maybe those two guys are chasing. Never mind, you just keep after this one. You'll catch him up before the end of the block. I hope he hasn't got a gun. He'll really be in trouble. Get your spear gun leveled. Ready for anything this guy tries to do. Looking over his shoulder now. Hey, see me. What's he doing? Reach into his pocket for something. Oh, baby, just don't pull out a gun, mister. He's stopping. Stop! You stay right where you are. You come any closer and I'll cut you to pieces. You leave me alone, I'm warning you. I know how to use this knife, I mean, I'll your gut out. Uh, yeah, i got news for you, mister. Turn around. Get away from me. What you sticking your nose in for, eh? Now, stay there. You think I'm kidding about using this knife? I have some advice for you, mister. Take a look at the spear gun I've got. Huh? Here, you see the tip of the spear? That'll go right through you and pin you against the garage door if you try anything fancy. If you think I'm kidding, mister, just you try anything funny. Hey, now, now, take it easy with that thing. You out of your mind or something? You can kill a bloke like that. Uh, just you keep that in mind. Drop the knife. Go on, drop it. Okay, okay. Now, look, don't, don't, don't pull that trigger, mister. I'm not doing anything. Now, you're using your head, friend. Stay just the way you are, and, and you're not going to get hurt. But move one inch, and you'll be stuck up against the garage door before you know what's happening. Hey, now what the heck's going on? I've got a little present for you, Sergeant. What? Hey, it's you again. You're the guy we saw floating in the sea earlier on. And 
you used that spear gun of yours after all. Well, it was your recommendation, Sergeant. You told me not to forget to bring it if there was any trouble. <laughs> you know something funny? This is the first fish I've ever caught without having to shoot him. <laughs> and charged on a number of counts, including breaking and entering, resisting arrest, possession of unlicensed firearms, failing to stop at a roadblock, and car theft. At their trial, they were found guilty on all counts and sentenced to substantial terms of imprisonment. Norman Levine was complimented by the magistrate on his bravery and sense of public duty. They prowl the empty streets at night, waiting in fast cars, on foot, living with crime and violence. These men are on duty 24 hours out of every 24. They face dangers at every turn, expecting nothing less. They protect the people of South Africa. These are the men of squad cars. Listen again next Friday evening to another authentic story in our dramatic South African police series, Squad Cars. Brought to you by General Motors, makers of the biggest and most exciting range of cars, trucks, and commercial vehicles in the world. Cadillac, Buick, Oldsmobile, Pontiac, Beaumont, Chevrolet, Opel, Holden, Vauxhall, Bedford, GMC, and Ranger. South Africa's own car. 